it is like all sense of reason or logic and normal decision making goes out the door the second you walk into an airport it's just people are acting bananas um there's just kind of selfish herd behavior but anyway salutation sports fans and socialites welcome to the bloodlines podcast your one-stop shop for sports news fresher than lemons in the guardia coming at you from chicago illinois i am brad kirschenbaum and joined by my oma homies my brother from another mother bill tyler hammock and the one and only producey ali the same group man godfrey and we are still brought to you today by Mortensen Mortuary. For over 45 years, Mortensen Mortuary has been proudly burying everything from that damn flight attendant who just won't let you vape and all, everyone to that one cousin that always shows up to Thanksgiving wearing a cape. This week, remember to use that promo code CAPE at checkout for 10% off in a box of matches. That is C-A-P-E for 10% off in a box of Mortensen Mortuary matches. Mortensen Mortuary, you've been killing them and we've been burying them since 1976. Family owned and operated, member FDIC. And before I tell you about today's episode, stop what you're doing and please subscribe, rate, review the podcast on whatever platform you may be listening on. But on today's episode, we are jumping back into Unhinged. We're sticking in the Alaska area. We're snowed in all winter long. So today we're going to hit up Juno and find some love out there. We've got a little meme girls. We're going to catch up on the week. We've got some Bloodlines 316 and uh, the final results of the Bloodlines Super Contest. Brad, Tyler, welcome back, boys. I was, oh, tr- man, I was it's trying to wave. It's, it is great to be back. It's really nice to have mm-hmm. the three of us here. But I was trying to think of ways that I could come in with like a jaw rule, you know, rule. Ooh, ooh, but it's like DMX and what was Ja Rule's thing? Do you guys remember this? Because we're going to be the, the rule puns are going to be off the charts. We're going to get into the coaching carousel in a little bit. But I hope everybody trademarked all their, all their rule puns in Nebraska this week. What was um, your Thanksgiving I, before we get into that? Well, I was with you all Thanksgiving, so you know how mine was. Let's hear how Ollie's was. Ollie sounded pretty hectic and busy. What'd you have going on here in town? Do you have was there out of town Godfrey's in town? What'd you have going on? Yeah, man, we, uh, my older brother was in town and he's the only one that is currently out of town. Uh, there were seven of us and, and a dog at my, uh, oh, seven of us and two dogs at my, at my folks' place. And it was, it was a really fun, busy family filled weekend. Uh, so Thursday played a little golf, uh, when then came back, did the Turkey, this is a first-time turkey guy over here. Uh, I was in charge of it this year, and half of it Whoa, turned cool. out. Yeah, it? half of it turned. Half of it turned let's, out. Let's get middle-aged with this for a second. What'd you do to the turkey? <laughs> okay, so well, first and foremost, I did spatchcock the thing. Uh, I, went ba- <laughs> I went back and forth on if I was going to do that or not, um, but you I did, did do that, which was spatchcock thing. You spatchcocked it. Yeah, yeah. Spa- I think there were some, there's, yeah, there's. Okay. Okay. There's, um, there's some anchorage, there's some anchorage in that for sure, but it's where you take out the backbone of the turkey, and so then you can essentially flatten the thing, uh, and it cooks quicker and it cooks more evenly. Um, so, oh, so a piece of meat with no backbone. Brad knows that very well. He'll understand this. Boom, Boom roasted. <laughs> and, and so, it was the, number one tip: get some good sharp shears. All right. I had some fucking scissors from like kindergarten. And so it took me like so <laughs> long fiskers? to get the backbone out of a turkey. Yeah. Some fiskers, some fiskers. Uh, and it took me forever to get this backbone out of the turkey. Um, and I, I didn't do any right by this bird. It died for nothing. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and then you cut part of its breastbone out and then, or you cut the breastbone out and boom, you flatten right, this holiday season with confidence. And, and then I, uh, Thanks for that, uh, Tyler. And uh, yes, they're the fucking worst. I know. He's and then I, I, we both know it. Oh, for sure. And then I, I brine the thing for a day, let it dry out overnight. And I did like an herb butter that I put all under the skin. And uh, yeah, let that thing roast. And then uh, I took some ghee. And little did a little dabble, little did a little dabble, little dabble, uh, and about an hour in, 
and uh, crisped up the it crisped up the skin real nice. Um, and well, it was really good on the outside, and the inside <laughs> half half of it was nice and moist and tender, and the other half of it was uh, was a little dry. Um, not really bad, but just a little dry. The flavor was really nice. So I think the next time I do it, I just got to turn the turkey halfway through um, because you always have those hot spots in your ovens. Um, so I think I was, you know, up against that. The only question I have about removing the backbone from this turkey is whether you yelled, get over here and finish him when you rip that backbone off that side. Did you do that? Did you go scorpion on me? No, and that's probably why half of it was dry. It was a little payback from the turkey. Like, I'm going to cook a little quicker on this side. I'm going to dry myself up because you're going to rip my backbone out and not even give me that. Yeah. Next okay. year. Well, as long as Next we can year, agree, that's, that was the biggest fault. See, I had, again, it was my first time. I had to learn some things. So next year, I'll do that. I'll say that. We'll, we'll video it, and we'll, we'll post it across our, uh, our social channels. Um, so who is so yeah. Who was the toughest critic? Like who, who, who passed off the, the turkey cooking responsibilities onto yourself? Is that, is that your mom passing the torch? Is this a long time coming? Or did you have to negotiate to get this responsibility? I'm no, just trying to, because I'm trying to be like, I want to be the Santa Claus at Christmas and just have that responsibility. And I'm curious, do you have to, did you have to negotiate away from a family member to take on that role? No, it was actually gladly given to me when I said, Hey, I kind of want to try my hand at the turkey this year. It was like, all right, yeah, go for it. Do it. Take it off of my plate. Because, I, you know, and I bet you, uh, I'm going to say part of it is, uh, you know, bless my parents. They've done 100% of Thanksgiving cooking for the last 32 years. Uh, and so year number 33, one of their children is finally like, hey, I'll take a little part of it. And so they're just like, all right, yeah, let's finally start to dish some of this stuff out. So I did the turkey. My younger brother did some shit. My older brother did some shit. And we all kind of came together and bing, bang, boom. We had a great feast. Thanksgiving, a bunch of shit. Yep. So it was awesome. Um, Yeah. How was your your guys' Thanksgiving? You guys were together, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Uneventful. Appreciate food. Ate food. Um, we uh, we had we were a part of a pretty fun parlay. We did an all day Thanksgiving Day parlay where we did like a six teamer. We picked a spread and an over under of all three of the NFL games, um, and we got through the second game, which is but as we just kept we got money. Really all you're looking for. Uh, we yeah. didn't get anywhere close in the third game. I think we had the under and whatever spread didn't come close to hitting, and it was way yeah. over. Um, but we got through the day, didn't have to place another bet, had that really fun, dramatic comeback when the Giants had the little out route to number 80, who was not Isaiah Likely, who caught the touchdown to hit the over and Giants plus 10. Uh, so that'll live in my head forever. I'll never remember the guy's name, but I'll just remember thinking it was Isaiah, Isaiah Likely and then really quickly realizing that I wasn't watching the Ravens. But um, so then that, that part of it was nice. Family was in town. Uh Chicago side for the Kirschenbaum, Chicago side for the hammocks. They're both here. It's about it. Not too much. Um, had some big upsets, though. We had UNO hockey beat number one DU, which was People pretty People talking big. about it everywhere. Everyone's talking about it. Creighton men's soccer into the Elite Eight after another upset of Tulsa. Um, let's see. What else? That was about I'm it. learning all upset of these Huskers. results for the first time. Huskers. Huskers got the upset of Iowa. And I was just going to say, how are we? Yeah, I think that's that's the there's nothing better. I feel like we really became a Big Ten team this week with that upset. Like that's that's like that's some real Big Ten shit, like winning a game that really mattered to the opponent when the other team has nothing on the line. This is the kind of stuff like you see Purdue beat all those random teams. And you and this is we've we've always been that team that's just like, okay, you're going to lose. If you're supposed to lose, you're going to lose. I really enjoyed that lose nothing to gain other than just being able to lord our balls over Iowa for the next 360 days. That's going to, I can't wait. Well, how about before we lord our balls all over Iowa, let's let Ali lord his balls all over Juneau, Alaska. And let's do unhinged before we hop into too much of this sports talk here. Uh, let's see if we can find producer Ali some love. As, uh, as previously mentioned, when I was out last week, we had an all-time historic unhinged segment that just 
opened up all the channels of listeners that were just dying laughing during the segment. We just decided we're going to stay in the, uh, the jolly white north. It is almost December. We're all extremely festive Christmas gentlemen. So uh, we're just going to stay in Alaska for the foreseeable future and uh, see what we can find for Ollie. So yeah, going if, to if Ollie doesn't move to Alaska for these women, I'm moving there. In West Omaha, he was Molly browsing Hinge for the rest of his days, swiping on right to find the girl of his dreams, so many of them, not what they seem, from love languages to dogs or a Netflix binge. Yo, Holmes, welcome to Unhinged. Unhinged. All right, you boys know the drill. Five girls, no names, no pictures, and find me some love. All right. Love, 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 love. All right, we've already got first up. Let's see if the girls in Juno are as thirsty as the girls in Anchorage. <laughs> Number one, I get along best with people who like to sit in silence, listen to music, and drink beer. <laughs> a life goal okay, of mine. Along. I like it. A, a life goal of mine is to go to space. Pretty straightforward. And I geek out on deep dive film podcasts and movie scores. So this chick just wants to get like lost in space and just gas beers. She's just she's kind of futuristic in that sense. I feel like she'd get along with Brad pretty well. They like kind of want to talk about all the futuristic shit they'd want to do up there. Um, no, she doesn't want to talk I love about how she goes from like the most basic, just the most basic alcoholic, degenerate, middle of nowhere Alaskan woman ever to of sitting in a room drinking beer in the dark. To setting her goals to go to space. I mean, we have goals in, in, in this app that are like, I want to go to Denmark. This girl's at least setting a, a pretty big goal for herself. Yeah, she wants to leave this planet as yeah. soon as possible. But nothing. Well, the good news is, is if she's seeing. a flat Earth, if she's a flat Earther by chance and she goes north, she's really close to space. So that's good. Yeah, that's, that's pretty a good exciting. point. True. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, uh, aside, from, I would I would be into this for you if she said like don't talk to me because then I, I i don't know what am i supposed to do with that i i'm incapable of this this is for ali but ali likes a good chat chat from time to time so i feel like mm-hmm. I feel like that's not right for you yeah and and i just don't know how how a first date will go if like you know she gets along best with people who like to sit in silence so, like we're just not gonna like good unless enough. we just go somewhere and we just kind of sit and listen to music and drink beer what and if you're if you like the deep dive movies I want to deep dive movies with somebody who's high, not somebody who's drunk all the time. A drunk deep dive of movies True. is just going to be nonsense. A high deep, deep dive of movie, uh, yeah. I've now, now my words are all crossed. But going into that that high, then you really get into some. Then you're getting into space. But I feel like she wants to go to space, but really she just wants to burrow into a, you know a cave. I'm out. Not for you. Yep. Same. Tyler. Yep. Pass. Move along. Number two. Pass. All right. Number two, two truths and a lie. I have never been outside the U.S. I have a degree in nautical archaeology, and I can't read a map. I feel like those two can't really go hand in hand. Um, My most irrational fear, Ferris wheels. They're completely terrifying. And the biggest risk I've ever taken, dropping everything and moving to Alaska to find my new life. Was this seven truths and two lies? <laughs> I think she was breaking them into segments. But yeah, I was like, yeah. what in the world is this? Um, I don't know what I don't even know what we're guessing anymore. As far as her riskiness one, this one's at least a decent risk factor. We always see the riskiest thing I've ever done is I went outside without shoes. This one's pretty good. Like I dropped everything and I moved to Alaska. If, if, if she wasn't from the Yukon, I think that's probably fairly risky. Um, and if she's never been outside of the United States, she can't be from the Yukon. So um, that's that seems legit. But also, can we go back to nautical archaeology? Because I feel like that one's got to be real. That one has to be real. And I can't read a map. That I mean, that can't be. I, I just feel like you can't have a degree in nautical archaeology and not be able to read a map. I well, just feel like I mean, at some point those I've never seen an ocean has. Yeah. So nautical archaeology, otherwise known as maritime archaeology, is a discipline within archaeology as a whole that specifically studies human interaction with the sea, lakes, and rivers through the study of associated physical remains. 
be that by vessel vessels, um, shoreside facilities like crashed planes and crashed any type of like man-made stuff and how it affects the the water. That sounds really fucking cool. I'm not gonna lie, that sounds yeah, awesome. It's almost like, interesting. They're almost like a CSI person, but for the sea. Like that's yeah. Sick. It sounds like you're just like. Yeah, it sounds like you're just kind of like scuba diving all the time and going to like shipwrecks and all sorts of shit, and you're studying them. Like you know, you know, remember when Barney he was a part of like secret NASA and he called it SNASA. I think this girl is a part of Sea NASA. Like she just goes as part of like the the deep the deep sea and she's looking for everything down there. Uh, fascinating. I, I approve of this on just the intellectual level alone. Yeah. Okay. I'm into uh, it too. Yeah, I, I'm very interested. I, I think she'd be worth a date. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. Agreed. Agreed. Awesome. We got one on the board. Wait, Third, wait, real uh, quick, real quick. Number one school for nautical archaeology in the United States is Alaska at Juneau, Texas A&M University. They're so weird. They are so, so weird. weird. They're so weird. That's exactly why I brought it up. It's, it's the weirdest school in the world. The weirdest school. I, I'm almost out on the whole major in itself. I don't know if I want to see this girl anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Well, I, I want to give her a chance. I want to give all her right, a chance. All right. All right. Uh, all right. Third up, I want someone who's honest, good at communicating, funny, compassionate, caring, kind, mostly self-aware. Really, I just want a good person that I vibe with. Best travel story I took a solo trip to Japan for a month. I want to go back. I'm weirdly attracted to. <laughs> Sorry, that makes me. That's forget it. In my that is not a story. Here, tell me. Tell me your best story about yourself. Once upon a time, I went somewhere. The end. <laughs> and I want to go back. Home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm weirdly attracted to people that like doing dishes. I like cooking. So if you're into doing dishes, then we should meet up. Yeah, I, I mean, doing dishes is a, somewhere else. I I'm think doing dishes is a human in a relationship, but um, I don't know. Oh, you, you're more of the cooker anyway. I don't think you deserve to be doing the dishes when it's all said and done anyway. So, uh, yeah, we're moving on. I, I think this is just not not hitting tonight. Yeah, but I but I also don't think that she's wanting to do dishes and cook. I think it's a euphemism for something. No, you think, no. That, you, know, you think if she likes to do it? Here's Alaska. It is Alaska. All right. If, if, it's, if it went over my head, that's for sure. Yeah. All right. Fourth up. Dating me is like having an orgasm and a headache at the same time. The one thing that I'd love to know about you is what's the most impulsive, spontaneous thing you've ever done? And believe it or not, I decided I wanted to live in Alaska and move to Sitka exactly one week later. I gave myself six days to say goodbye to my friends and family, spent the last 24 hours packing up my life. I have zero regrets about it. She, she, what, what's Sitka? That's another town. The Proposal from the movie. You're a rom-com guy. Remember The Proposal? Yes, we, we, talked, were, about we talked about this last time. Oh, nice. So she, she left on one part of Alaska to go to another part of Alaska? Basically. I think she okay. moved to Alaska impulsively and then switched. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. She's but, from Oregon initially. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, can we talk about the number of people who are impulsively moving to Alaska? The fact that it's two is astonishing to me. Those tax credits that you get for living up there, they're pretty astonishing. You, you get all those, like that oil. All friends. Can we talk? I, I want to talk to our Oregonian friends and ask them, like, were you guys, did you see this coming? So you want to you want to talk about things that are coming. You want to uh, uh, the most important well, aspect. Of, yeah, and this is this is one of the like the, uh, this is a YouTube channel like deep dive here. I'm about to get real conspiracy theory on it on you. If you want to invest in, an, in a city that is going to boom in the next twenty to thirty years, it's Anchorage, Alaska, because we want to talk about all those ice caps that are melting up north. What it's going to do is it's going to open up like a whole nother trade route for basically Europe to get to Asia in like a quarter of the time. And it's going to make all those ports up north like way more um, just valuable. And yeah, so Alaska, Anchorage, big time on the up and up. I very much understand why people are going there. Um, plus, you get the oil tax credits. You get paid, you get paid for living there. Um, beautiful scenery. 
you know, you're you investing just gotta, in climate. You got to dodge like a couple serial killers every couple decades. It's really all you got to do. It's fine. Low population, pretty easy to miss yeah. them. Yeah. Just um, yeah. I wish scared. you would have elaborated more. I wish you would have elaborated more on the orgasm and uh, migraine situation, because um, she just sounds like she's on the wrong end of the uh, the crazy hot scale. Yep. Agreed. All right. Fifth but I like, I like Tyler's investment advice on Alaska. I like the, let's just lean into I'm the climate change. Like, let's, just, let's buy the land there. But we need, to, we need to start investing in land in Alaska. Very much so. Find that Northwest yeah. Passage, baby. Start developing some apartment complexes out there. The, the, bloodlines, uh, the bloodlines pod plot of land. Can't wait to see it. <laughs> Fifth right, and let's final, let's go here. Let's, let's get some freaks uh, here. Yeah. Um, change my mind about Grandpa Joe being a total scumbag. If you know, you know. No. How dare you? How dare you? I'm no, weirdly attracted to. Long, yeah, he was a piece of shit. She's talking about who? Piece of, the, she's talking about the Grandpa Joe and Willy Wonka. He's a piece of shit. I'm with her. Oh, we're, we're on the same page. that Grandpa Joe. Yeah, he's yeah, he's 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 a scumbag. He's all those people, all those people were. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's fucked up. Get out of bed, uh, get a job. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, you know, we just don't the government take all your life. Alaska, buy some land. Christ, please. Exactly. Grandpa Joe needs to listen to this segment of the pod. <laughs> yeah, I'm weirdly attracted. No. <laughs> I'm weirdly attracted to all the food everywhere. Hmm. Interesting attraction. Mm-hmm. Uh, how to pronounce my name. Just take your time. It's not hard. I promise. That's what she All said. right, yeah, yeah, we're we're out on this girl. We're out. Uh, I, I think, think we're, we're out on Juno. Maybe we're just one, like yeah, five. Out on Anchorage Juno. is where it's at. Yeah, maybe we'll we're go to sit go right next week. week. Yeah, sick in next week. Juno just because if sick is, is good, happening. if sick is good, we have a we have a built-in episode title: Sitka on my face. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. <laughs> um, well. Uh, OBJ, while maybe trying to sit on a flight attendant's face to get out of trouble, uh, wasn't able to talk his way out as he was kicked out of a plane this weekend is our topic for meme girls this week. Um, OBJ is uh, still in the free agency world as we are considering most likely it sounds like he's going to the Cowboys or the Giants. So everyone's kind of waiting for that news to drop. And then right in the middle of the weekend, as we're waiting for the NFL Sunday to get started, we find out that OBJ is basically borderline incoherent, passed out on a plane and is arguing until the cops arrive. And then the cops arrive and he acts all buddy-buddy and doesn't make a stink and walks right off the plane. So no charges filed, not that much of a big deal, I guess. But just want to see, did you guys hear about this? And do you guys have any funny stories yourself about either getting tossed off of public transportation or seeing people get tossed off of public transportation? Boys. Um, So I've, I heard about this. I don't know exactly what happened. Like I, I saw the in and out of consciousness thing. My first thought was like, if the plane was delayed and my plan had been to like pop an edible, to just relax for the entire plane ride, but the plane was delayed. And so it hit before we did takeoff. That's very possible to happen to me. Like you, you're just like, oh, I'm going to take a long flight. I'm going to be kind of in and out flight attendant hitting me. It's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm just super chill right now. I can't put my seatbelt on because I can't really feel my hands, but otherwise, so I don't really know what the well, deal is there. I, I, I mean, God, take, I mean, you take a couple sleeping pills and I mean, I'm knocked out. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I definitely understand how that could make sense, I guess a little bit, but. Uh, um, I've never been kicked off of any transportation. I've been with people who have been kicked off of transportation, most notably a friend of mine uh, headbutted um, a random person on the train who was looking at his girlfriend wrong and snapped his nose with his forehead, which was a sound I'll oh. never get out of my head. Um, and oh. it was there. I, I mean, it's a, I don't know if you guys have ever been around like a, like a freshly broken nose. It's a lot of blood and on a train, doesn't look great. So that's that's the closest I've been to kicked off is I was escorting uh, my crazed friend uh, off of the train. I will not name his name, but Tyler, you you do know him from the TPI. Oh, lovely. Oh, juicy. 
See, Ali, this is another time to be appreciative. I mean, I, I never got you in any fights. We and 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 headbutt anybody. I maybe maybe saved you from a couple of them, but I didn't get you in any. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. Yeah, uh, I haven't been personally kicked off, but I was on. I was on a flight once. This was in high school, and two of my friends were joining me, and these are two of like the skinniest people alive, and the airline wouldn't board them or ask them like to not board for to, to save weight. And these are like the two smallest people that you'll ever know. And uh, yeah, they chose them because it, they didn't book their ticket directly through the airline. It was through like a third party, like an Expedia or something. Yeah. And, uh, and so they're like, eh, yeah, we're going to just tell these people they can't board because of weight issues. Oh, which, I made, think, which made me feel really good that it's like these two people who are a combined like 150 pounds, these two tiny people. It's like that's what we're trying to save 150 pounds right here. I'm not real confident about uh, about yeah, where we're adding up to. Yeah, those airlines are fishy. Who they decide to uh, let on the plane and not? I mean, they're basically not even airlines anymore. They're just banks. But that's a whole other conspiracy theory that we can dive down another day. Not even a conspiracy theory. None of these are conspiracy. These, these are just these are just facts. I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is the, the truth. Yeah, right? this, is, this happened. This is real life. Um, yeah. I, again, luckily, I don't think I've never been kicked off to my knowledge. Um, but I've seen some funny stuff over the years. I guess. But I think one of the craziest things was uh, this mother just started frantically walking up and down the aisles of a plane. Um, I was near the back third of the plane. It was, I think it was just like a normal Southwest flight, but they were in like the back two rows. It was this mother and then her son who was, I'm going to say mid, mid to late twenties, maybe a little bit overweight, kind of a beard, but nothing like too, too crazy, I guess. Kind of like me. Um, and she's running up and down the aisles being like, does anyone have a cigarette? Does anyone have chewing tobacco? I'll pay the fine. I'll pay the fine. My son's gonna. My son's panicking, and meanwhile, her son's like throwing a hissy fit in the back because he's having like a withdrawal from not having tobacco within like since they took off, um, and the flight attendant like took away his like can of chewing tobacco. So basically, he got um, uh, one of those patches, like what um, what's his name and um, Ben Stiller did, and meet the parents. You know those oh, patches you uh, put on your shoulder. Yeah, so this guy, this this like twenty or five year old guy, put like four patches on his arm to like give him his buzz, um, and the mom was just making a fool of herself. So that was quite the scene. Um, they got off the, at that next destination, which was not their final destination because her son was going through withdrawals and shit. Kind of crazy, kind of weird. Um, but that's about it. And I was I was on a, I was on a flight once uh, to Denver, and this dude on the end of my row would not stop hitting his vape the whole flight. Somehow he Wait, didn't hitting get what? I have no idea how his vape. It was just like a, like an e-cig. Oh. And he would rip it real hard. And then he would look over into the aisle and it's me at the window and then a buddy in the middle and he's on, he's on the aisle and then he would rip it. And then he would stick his, his mouth into his shirt and he would blow his smoke through that towards us. And he ripped this thing the whole flight and no one said a word. And my buddy and I were just looking at him the whole time. And we were, it was a Southwest flight. And he was just sitting in the back there with us. And the whole time he was mumbling to himself, the whole flight, God damn, fuck this airline. They don't even have first class on this airline. And he'd like look over at us and be like, I never fucking fly this airline. It's like, damn bro. I bet. Well, I if bet. you flew it more often, you would know you can't vape on it. Yeah, he would not stop the whole flight. So he could that could have been my really good kickout story. Could have been like a mid-flight kickout, like some crazy shit goes down. We got to restrain the guy, kind of thing. But no one ever saw him. No one ever caught him. It was a shame. See, I just want to, I just want trains to pick up in 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 the state. I mean, we just I, I would love to just take a train from Omaha to Lincoln for a game day, or just take a like a little four-hour train ride back to Chicago. And instead of do, dealing with the, the airports, because I swear to God, not, they were already bad pre-COVID, but post-COVID, it is like all sense of reason or logic and normal 
decision-making goes out the door the second you walk into an airport. It's just people are acting bananas. Um, there's, I don't know, just kind of selfish herd behavior. But anyway, um, somebody who did, a lot of people were able to fly safely over the weekend as we had some coaching changes. Um, a lot of new faces and new places this weekend. Um, obviously, we'll start with the biggest of them all, Matt Rule to Nebraska. Boys, how are we feeling? If first inclinations, uh, how did it go listening to the interview, not the interview, but the press conference today? I missed it, but got all kinds of texts and tweets. So I'm kind of curious to hear firsthand what you guys thought. Ollie, did you watch the press conference? Uh, yeah, I watched the first half of it before the, before the Q&A. And to be honest with you, like, I love what I've heard, but I've been burned many a times before. Um, you know, anybody can come in and say the right words. Uh, you know, some people interview very well and then once they get to work, it's uh, it's a different story. Uh, but I like what I heard and honestly, I'm excited for it. It's a, it's a clean slate and, uh, he's the guy now he's in it. So I'm here for it. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was as good of a press conference as you could ask for. He was tactful. He was thoughtful. Um, he sounded like he had been in front of a microphone before. I think that we all kind of got accustomed to uh, Scott Frost standing up there and just grumbling into the microphone and looking all puffy like he just housed a, a rag of bush lights. But, um, yeah, Rule seems like a professional. You can tell that he is the son of a minister. He, he has that presence in speaking to him. Uh, but, yeah, he said all the right things. Uh, the, the biggest thing for me with this hire has always been the head coach matters, but who he gets as his assistants uh, matter a lot more. And the stuff that we're hearing sounds really, really good uh, in terms of potential candidates. So hopefully he can pull some of those in. Uh, but you got to be able to recruit. I liked what he said, guys, and being able to develop players. The one thing, all I could think, though, when they held up that jersey at the beginning, it, it looked like a jersey for a toddler. It is the tiniest jersey in the entire world. They couldn't have to, to put a jersey where it's like, this might fit you. I know you're not going to put it on, but I want wanted it to look like it might fit him. This would be like if my sister, who is a much smaller than I am, gave me like a lady's small shirt and was like, here, put this on. We put your name on it. It's going to like, I'm, no, this is never going to work not for you. I also thought the number on the jersey should have been 31 because he's Nebraska's 31st coach. Didn't like the one, but that's that's a super nippy thing that doesn't matter at all. But I liked it. I'm excited. Yeah. I also think I don't know if we need to do the the jersey picture for a head coach in football. No, I don't know if that's fully necessary. Um, I don't know if that maybe a, a nice signed football handshake. Put that over that. That's fine. That works for me. Um, Ollie, I can't echo what you said. Even though I didn't watch it, it's it's a PR stunt. You know, they we've we've seen one. Unfortunately, as Husker fans, we've seen a few too many of these in the last you know 10, 15 years that. Yeah, it's just this, I feel like it, luckily, maybe this feels like Husker Nation's grown up a little bit. You know, we're not getting too, too bought, caught up in, in what he's saying, even though he is saying the right things. Um, I don't know. It, it's it, people, if you want to poke holes in it, you can. Um, I, I just, I don't, I don't see the holes and I, I don't see the, the gaping flaws. And I guess the way I keep putting it is he had the highest floor of just about any of the candidates that we were looking at. Um, yep. I think it is without question, we are a, our floor, once we're established here two, three years in, our floor is gonna be six and six. We're gonna be a bowl team every year under him. Um, he's gonna build it from the inside out, start in the trenches. I mean, look at Michigan. That is how you build a big boy football program. It is in the inside out. You get those trenches, you build up the gaps. Then at the end of the game, you're still bowling over five-star defensive linemen for Ohio State. Um, that rule seems like a guy will at least point us in the right direction. I mean, we're light years away from what Michigan or Ohio State are, but I don't know. Excited but enough. He, he, he said the right thing with that. He said we shouldn't be we don't we haven't earned the right to talk about conference championships or national championships yet. No. We have not earned that no. right yet. And I appreciated that that was what he said. You know, he didn't come in and be like, we're gonna win a national title in year three. He's like, no, we got a lot of work to do. How many, how many times have we said ever since, I mean, before Scott was fired, when we wanted him fired and definitely afterwards, so many times we're just like, we don't want a Nebraska person. We don't want somebody who's yeah. a Nebraska tie and, and this and that, who's going to understand. He can learn the important aspects of it all. This is the type of hire that we wanted. 
He's a family man. He's a builder. He builds programs. Um, even if he's not the best recruiter in the world, it's just like you said, Brad, when you have a $7 million assistant pool, go hire the best recruiters in the entire country because your position coaches spend more time recruiting anyway. Um, so as long as we kind of facilitate that, like it seems like we are, I think it should be a, I'm not going to say a home run, but it should be a triple hire. I'm pretty happy about it. Yeah, feels feels like a really solid double to the gap with a fast runner who could steal a couple bases if we uh, play it right. And that's much better than the uh, Jason Hayward type offense that we've been dealing with, with a bunch of infield singles <laughs> that just go to second. So um, while he's gone out of the Cubs, we have a couple other changes in the coaching world. Let's touch on these. Uh, uh, let's let's stay in the Big Ten. Luke Fickle to Wisconsin, somebody that we definitely have considered as a potential Nebraska head coach. Maybe less of a builder, more of a maintainer, um, but still just as great of a reputation coming over from Cincinnati over to Wisconsin as a former Madison resident. How do you uh, how do you feel representing all of Badger Nation here? Badger Nation here, Brad. You know, I think it's I mean, obviously, it's a great hire. Luke Fickle is an incredible coach. There's there's a lot of Nebraska fans that I've seen. They're like, well, we could if we could have had Fickle. Why didn't we get him? I think both programs got the exact right person for them. Um, totally cool as a builder. Totally. Like, I, I think Fickle's a great coach. I would certainly wouldn't have been mad about it, but uh, I want somebody who has done it over and over and over again. And that's what rule has done. And that came up quite a bit in his presser when it comes to Fickle, he's stepping into a really good situation. Wisconsin has a great infrastructure. He doesn't need to rebuild things. Sounds like the recruiting just, department lacking for a while. Step into a good situation at Cincinnati, you know, stepping yeah. in after shortly after Brian Kelly, Cincinnati has been a very consistent winner for a while. And he's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Point. He's a maintainer, you know, he's maintained that program. Um, yeah. And I agree with you. It's, he's, he's a better fit for Wisconsin rules, a better fit for us. Yeah. So, I mean, we actually have, we have obviously have a lot of friends who are uh, Wisconsin fans. Um, I, I, I think it's going to be great. You know, the big 10 West needed an infusion of coaching talent, much like the big 10 East got recently with Harbaugh, uh, and, you know, my, you know, they had Urban and then they went to Day, who was a very good coach, despite whatever Ohio State fans say. They've got James Franklin and, you know, and yeah, well, <laughs> there's that. Um, but there is you know, the Big Ten West needs this. And so as much as it would have been the idea of, oh, we have no challengers, that, that's not how it's going to Pat Fitzgerald's been a, there forever. PJ Flex now been a a staple in the Big Ten West for a while. And that's another thing about the Big Ten, about P.J. Fleck in comparison to, you know, a building type coach and a maintaining type coach. It's kind of why a lot of people think P.J. Fleck's days at Minnesota are numbered because P.J. Fleck is a builder. He builds up programs from the bottom and he brings them up just like he's done with Minnesota. But he's not going to take Minnesota to a Big Ten title. He's not going to, you know, take them to the next level. So you almost think he's going to be looking for his next muse here pretty soon. But nonetheless, two fits with Nebraska and Wisconsin seem to be pointed in the right direction. Um, Lane Kiffin, I think this has got to be all the writings on the wall now that he's just staying put until Alabama's ready. Don't we kind of mm -hmm. feel like that's what this is? He's like best friends with Saban, Miss Terry, who saved his life down there. Um or not saved his life in that dramatic of a way, but pointed him in the right direction when he was bouncing around from coaching stop to coaching stop. And um, kind of seemed like he backdoor gave Auburn the middle finger and is just going to keep trying to coach up Ole Miss while his daughter's there and wait for uh, Alabama to open up. Yeah, I, I, I love to see it. You know, I like consistency, especially moving in between jobs within conferences is always so weird to me. You know, it's one thing if you change conferences, but it just feels feels weird to go... You know, are they on the uh, side? I don't know. The uh, SEC. I don't think so. I think they're. I don't know. I, I never know the SEC divisions. All I know is it's usually you know Bama versus some variation every single year. But I'm glad that he's sticking yeah. around. I think he's fun. But you did mention Auburn, and it is official that Hugh Freeze will be going to Auburn. Um, so congratulations to Auburn, a school that tried to get their old head coach fired by making up an affair that he was not having. And they hired somebody who was having an affair with multiple prostitutes, sex workers, excuse me, sex workers. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And uh, that apparently that that's all fine. So um, good, yeah, congrats tough on day, the hypocrisy. Tough days at Auburn. Auburn. Real tough days What's at that? Auburn. And I, I said just yeah. tough days at Auburn. Um, and I, I really think that, 
there's no way you can deny that the Iron Bowl has not hit the same the last couple of years while Auburn has been down. And it's the same kind of rhythm that we say all the time with these big games that you need both teams to be good. You need the enemy. That's why Nebraska-Iowa is not a very good rivalry. It's why really Nebraska and anyone's not a very good rivalry because Nebraska has been so bad for so long. But, I mean, Auburn is good. I don't see Auburn getting that much better with Hugh Freeze that fast. And I just think that Auburn is in a a really – edgy spot with where their program can go if they go through just another huge head coaching change it's going to be another fail um i mean i bet there's i bet there's books out there taking odds if Hugh freeze actually ends up coaching week one probably going to try to get him out after all this bad press well but the thing is he was great at paying players he got huge recruiting classes at old miss now nil is legal so it might work um I, I don't know. I, yeah, I think that about 50 to New Mexico state. So not, not yeah. the great ending to his career there over at Liberty, but nonetheless, um, yeah. How about Dion to Colorado? That interests you at all? I don't not know. Official. I think it'd be surprising to see Dion go from an FCS school to an FCS school. Uh, that would be, that would be oh. disappointing. Oh, fuck you, Colorado. You're a trash program. <laughs> Sandra, what do you think? I think Dion will go over to Boulder. Mm, I to be honest, I don't know too much about it, but yeah, why not? Why not? It's the exact, that's the exact kind of color commentary I was looking for as we closed out the uh, college football coaching carousel. Um, let's do just a quick little bit of NFL quarterback carousel as we. Uh, I hate Colorado. Uh, what a what a terrible terrible school. Just awful. yeah, but black and gold, place, all bad. Great, great place, place to, to visit. visit. Yeah, I'd love to go to you school there and just never look at their sporting teams. Yeah, you said you wanted them to be good again. You said it'd be good for the game. Yeah, but I don't actually mean that. It's like yeah. when you break up with somebody who was, you know, who cheated on you, and you're like, you know what? I just hope they're happy. Like, no, I, I hope you get fucking butt herpes. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, speak, speaking of somebody who uh, turned turned the back on a program, we have a pretty big college <laughs> basketball game here this Thursday night. As uh, Christian Bishop left the uh, Creighton basketball program a couple of years ago to go down to Texas, that Texas team is now number two in the country in the new college basketball rankings that came out this week. Creighton up to number seven uh, with Houston overtaking the number one spot after North Carolina dropped a few times. Uh, Boys, anything catching your eye in the early college basketball slate? Any futures that you're interested in taking? Or, uh, yeah, just anything jumping out? We've had the Maui Invitational. We had the Phil Knight Invitational. uh, Obviously, a couple of Vegas tournaments. What's uh, Have you watched anything? Or, yeah, I'll leave it at that. When did college basketball start? <laughs> that makes sense. There it is. Uh, about a week and a half ago. I think I invited you to a Creighton game. Nice. Let's go. There you go. Yeah. There's always <laughs> um, love it. Boom. Uh, I <laughs> I am. I've. I mean, I loved watching Creighton in that early season. That was so much fun. Um, they they looked really good. And, you know, that's right now, it's just about getting getting a little bit overhyped for your team. The early season stuff, as as nice as it is with so much transferring, you don't I feel like you just don't know enough about the teams. But I wouldn't mind sprinkling a couple, uh, you know, Naismith Award winners here and there, uh, just kind of taking some early shots when the odds are high and seeing if you can catch lightning in a bottle with some of these guys. Did, did you watch that Creighton, Arizona game? It was the championship of the Maui Invitational. I sure did. I was standing right next to you. All right, awesome. That center for Arizona is unreal. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't remember his name right now, but that guy was unbelievable. The center for UConn, Sonigo, um, who's was very highly hyped, is having a great start to the year. Uh, Purdue obviously continues their big men spree. It's just, it's, I mean, obviously we have Kalkbrenner here in Omaha with for Creighton. Just seems like the year of the big men. Um, kind of seems yeah. like it's been a nice little wave of you know from Kofi Coburn in Illinois a couple of years ago and. Um, just been a nice, nice wave of the big guys. So a uh, very interesting start to the college basketball season. And definitely Thursday night, Creighton at, down in Austin uh, for Texas will be a huge matchup. Um, North Carolina dropping too early was obviously very surprising. People had them chalked up to really roll through their non-con slate, and they had tripped up early. So, um, uh, Omar Balo. That's it. Balo. Yeah. Balo. Uh, he's um, from Mali, the country, and uh, transferred to Gonzaga, it appears. 
and Gonzaga already losing twice. They seemed like they're a little bit slipping here this year. But uh, yeah. let's try not to slip up as Ali tries to speed us through some of our picks as we are try to remind everybody, even though we only come at the end of the episode, we are a gambling first podcast here. Let's see what we can do in three minutes and 13 seconds as we do some Bloodlines 316. What, why do you want to short yourself three seconds? Bloodlines 319? <laughs> no. You said three minutes, 13 seconds, but it's okay. Uh, I thought well, I said I thought it said 316. Uh, we'll bleep that out, but it's all right. Uh, no, we're not going to bleep. We don't bleep anything out. <laughs> I say we'll bleep things out, but I don't even know how to use the bleep function on, on the editing software. So, If you figure it out, will you just randomly bleep certain things? Be like, wait, where did he swear there? How is that possibly? Yeah, I'm just going to, I'm just going to 100%. I will learn they left the bleep function. They then, but they bleep that? Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to learn the bleep function just to do that. Boom. Awesome. Leap. Boom. There it is. Take a little ding. There it, there it is. is. There's, it is. <laughs> There's the bleep function. It's there when you need it. All right. Bloodlines 316. Uh, five college, five NFL. Boys, ready? Always. Always. Right. Hitting the clock now. All right. Utah versus USC. This line feels a little bit weird. USC's getting gassed up. I think Utah might, uh, might pull the upset here in the uh, Pac-12 title game. Yeah, I feel like I'm kind of screwed going to the Rose Bowl and kind of wanted to see USC, but I feel like if they win, they go to the college football playoff, and if they lose, probably Utah's going to the Rose Bowl. So I don't know. I'm kind of screwed. Let's just go Utah to make it interesting. Go Fun Dukes. fact, if you want to bet USC, just bet Caleb Williams to win the Heisman. Better odds. Boom. All right, K-State versus TCU. Oh, this feels super trappy, doesn't it? K-State? Let's go upset weekend here. I'm going to read the, tra- the upsets here. K-State over TCU. K-State money line, big time. Been waiting for this bet. Boom. LSU versus Georgia. I feel like Georgia wins real big here. I'm going to take yeah, some of this play. Upsets are over. Uh, Georgia by like 30. Yeah. Purdue versus Michigan. Uh, Purdue versus Michigan, Big Ten title. I would. I think Michigan's probably just going to run away with it. If they're able to beat Ohio State like that, I think they're going to come in just as focused. Uh, take care of Purdue big. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be Michigan big. And last uh, college game, Clems- Clemson versus North Carolina. Uh, Clemson's going to lose again. Uh, they, they're just they're done. Season's over. North Carolina. Drake May has to put on a little bit of a spotlight. So North Carolina. Oh, that hook really worries me. But I think I think I agree. I think it's North Carolina. All right, moving on to the NFL. Bills at Patriots. So Bills minus five on the road at division rival Patriots. I just feel like this is a rule of thumb. You got to just trust that it's a division rival. It's going to be a close game. Don't let a home team get five points. We're just going to take the Patriots to keep it close. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Patriots keep it tight. All right. You guys are going to like this one. Packers at Bears. You know, I just think it's a rule of thumb when it's an interdivision game. You just got to take the road team that are the favorites. Packers minus three. Rule of thumb every time. Yeah, the Jordan Love experience is really getting going. I could see, you know, 20 more years of dominance from him. So Packers minus three. <laughs> Browns at Texans. Uh, the I massage part. I mean, yeah, the massage part of the game. Um, mm-hmm. I think the Texans cover here for some reason. I feel like Deshaun Watson coming back. Obviously, that's going to be big for the Browns, but I think Deshaun. the Texans are going to keep it close enough. Deshaun, Deshaun, just like Dijon Mustard. Okay, that's right. um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the uh, I'm gonna go with the Browns big. I think it's gonna be a blowout. Uh, Chiefs at Bengals. Is this trappy? This feels trappy. Bengals. Super trappy. Super Bengals. trappy. This is bang, yep, Bengals plus two and a half at home. Just like we were talking about how we had the Mahomes. You guys have six seconds left. Part two. Okay, Mahomes and Burrow, part one. Colts at Cowboys. 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 And that's Bloodlines 316. Too easy. I don't, got need, those seconds. don't need them at all. Didn't need those extra three seconds, just like Ali could have used. Uh, Ali maybe could have used a few more picks as we uh, transition from one gambling segment to another. Oh, it is the conclusion of season five of the Super Contest. Ali made a valiant effort in the comeback. 
Uh, Brad just had an incredibly clutch Thanksgiving day. I think he went four for one on Thanksgiving day, which allowed him to pull away. Um, so Sandro man, how was uh, acting all British and skipping around rooting for those uh, Brits last week? Well, it was incredible. <laughs> oh yeah. It was super easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, big, big time punishment. Can't wait to post all those videos and pictures. Um, I heard you almost got curb stomped a couple of times. So really glad that that caught Snapchat. Um, but we, I guess we did talk, Brad, you saw a couple of uh, drunk guy in Vegas lines there at the end. Do you have, do you guys have any drunk guy in Vegas picks you want to send people home with? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm big on K-State this weekend. Uh, I think, I think I might do some really dumb gambling and K-State like alternate line minus six and a half. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cause I think if they're going to win, they're going to win by more than a touchdown. So I might, I might do K-State minus six and a half and really, really flip it, but certainly uh, K-State uh, plus two and a half to do the, to, to do justice to the drunk guy in Vegas, you're sitting there, TCU, probably going to be number three in the college football playoff rankings and K-State mm -hmm. might be like 15 Bro, yep. two and a half points, best team in the country. Come on, there. You know, this is this is easy. This is they, they're always covering. Everybody's looking past them. No, 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 no. They K State's trash. The quarterbacks hurt. Exactly. I don't know if the quarterbacks hurt. I'm pretty sure this exact same thing happened last year with Oklahoma State. When Oklahoma State went into their that game, I think they had one loss. And if they would have won against Baylor, I believe it was in the Big Twelve title game. I don't know why this is sticking out in my head. Um, they would have gone, but Oklahoma State lost. So they missed it. Just feels like it's kind of a the Big 12 just doesn't have their stuff figured out and they don't have their ducks in a row to make sure that they don't know how to cheat well enough to make sure their teams get into the football playoff every year like the other conferences do. Um, and that'll probably be their detriment again. So I'll stick with you on that one for the drunk guy in Vegas and uh, see if you have any uh, corrections or anything else to send us home with. No, but I do have something that really is just just gassing me up right now. The Nebraska players are starting to post some some tweets, and there's nothing like Twitter hype. And Thomas Fedone is posting video of him in the uh, in the film room watching Temple against Notre Dame highlights from when Matt Rule was the Temple coach, and just oh, doing some it. doing some due diligence there. If that doesn't get you going, I don't know what does. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at that exact same tweet. That's. Fucking awesome. Well, I can't Eat wait for six and six rock. next year. Yeah. Let's go. We are back, baby. Can't wait for the pinstripe. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. I just want a bowl game. Just give me something to do. Agreed. Uh otherwise, we were uh, we were pretty spot on. We will be um we will not be recording before this uh this particular game, but Nebraska is at Creighton in college basketball. Uh that's a game of interest for many people. Uh, I think it's pretty clear that we have a lot of Jaskers on this podcast. If you think that is wrong, then I'm sorry that you can't possibly fathom the idea of being from Omaha and cheering for a team from Lincoln and that your brain it cannot comprehend all of that. So uh, go Jays. Uh, I think Creighton by is I think actually Nebraska might cover. I don't know what the line is because they are playing better, but Creighton's obviously going to kill them. Damn right. Roll damn Jays. Hug it, chug it football. All Hug right, boys. Football. Well, until next week, um, we got the conference title games coming up this week, but uh, enjoy yourselves. But like uh, like Tyler said, hug it. Chug it. Football. 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 That one might have been okay. <laughs>